You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, people with blood disorders are at risk amid an ongoing blood shortage. It became very clear that in an emergency situation that our sickle cell patients would be at risk if we did not increase those numbers. Plus, Rochester Fringe Festival is taking a cue from Las Vegas casinos and high-end spas by adding a scent to its Spiegel tent. I was actually really looking for something that smelled like wood and leather. That's coming up on your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at ROCVOX.com. There's an ongoing blood shortage, and there's marketing everywhere to try to get people to donate blood. But who ends up donating blood is actually pretty important. My colleague Raquel Steven looked into this, and she learned that people fighting blood disorders are in need of specific donors. And finding these donors is challenging, but can also be life-saving. She has this story. Fredriana Leonard is at the Wilmot Cancer Center for her routine blood transfusion. Just three hours into the process, she's on her second unit of blood. So usually I'll be here for like eight hours, but today feels pretty fast. I think it's because I was here earlier. Leonard has sickle cell anemia and requires regular blood transfusions to replenish her red blood cells. Because of the stricter visiting protocols for immunocompromised patients, I spoke to her through a FaceTime call. I began to notice her energy level shifting. It seems like you just kept getting more and more energy. Yeah. <laughs> You like a vampire. Yeah, might be vampire. (laughs) Leonard is 22, and for the last six years, she's gotten transfusions almost every two weeks. Though time-consuming, these blood transfusions help lessen the number of strokes and other episodes that sickle cell patients can experience. But this blood disorder is complex. It's much more common in African-Americans, and with that, the blood needed for successful transfusions goes beyond finding the correct A, B, or O blood type. It's also about finding the correct antigens, specifically the C, E, and K antigens. That is the main focus of every blood bank who takes care of people with sickle cell disease. That's Dr. Susie Narona a pediatric oncologist at URMC's Golisano Hospital. She also treats sickle cell patients and has worked with Leonard for years. Narona says the exact shape of these CEK antigens can either be helpful or harmful to a patient, and the wrong antigens can result in infections, organ failure, and even death. She says the antigens that sickle cell patients require are usually only found in African-American people. African-Americans are more likely to have a non-dominant shape. It's still that antigen, but there's like a little difference. And that difference is enough where, you know, if they receive blood from a white donor, their immune system is going to recognize it as abnormal. But most blood donors are white, 
According to data collected by the American Red Cross before the COVID-19 pandemic, only about 4% of U.S. blood donors were black. Deborah Dunn is the district manager for the Rochester's Red Cross branch. She says just a slight increase in that number can drastically change the outcomes for sickle cell patients nationwide. If we have 250 Caucasians come through the door, we may find one who could support an African-American or a sickle cell donor. 250 African-Americans come through the door, that number goes to 25 donors. It's extremely powerful. Dunn has been working to get more African-Americans to donate. She says recent initiatives were driven by the disparities revealed through the pandemic. It became very clear that in an emergency situation that our sickle cell patients would be at risk if we did not increase those numbers. Amber Young is doing her part to increase those numbers. So I'm a sickle cell fighter, which means that, yes, my blood type matches. Young discovered her status after donating blood and receiving an email from the Red Cross. And as a fighter, she donates whole blood only, and it goes directly to sickle cell patients. I found it fascinating, you know, that I um, tested with these specific antigens and um, sort of became very positive, uh, passionate about it because you forget, right, that you're literally donating life to somebody. That passion paved the path for Young to eventually become the director of the Red Cross branch in Buffalo. Under her leadership, the amount of African-Americans who donate blood increased significantly. Young said in August they collected up to 50 units from Black people. This was more than they have ever had in the last year. And of those 50, 30 were sickle cell fighters. Raquel Steven is the health reporter for WXXI News. Hi, this is Megan Mack from WXXI. And if you're enjoying Earshot, subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. Catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson wherever you find your podcasts. The Rochester Fringe Festival's Spiegel Tent opened its doors Tuesday for the first night of the 12-day festival. But this year, there's more inside the traveling pavilion than mahogany and mirrors. David Andrietta is the editor of City Magazine. He sniffed out this story, literally. Beer. Wine. Sweat. Perfume. Damp canvas. A touch of wood. Is that Windex? That can be what the Crystal Palace Spiegel tent smells like after a night of performances and parties. After a disco that goes for a while, it's, uh, you know, a combination of um, wine and uh, beer and just, you know, Axe body spray? Axe body spray is not really our (laughs) festival's scent. That's Fringe Festival producer Erica Fee, who this year is taking a cue from Las Vegas casinos and high-end spas by adding a scent to the tent to accentuate the festival's brand, mask unpleasant odors, and keep the party going. The Spiegel tent is getting its own Spiegel scent. Well, it's called Bookstore. It brings back childhood memories of old classics sitting on your grandfather's shelf. 
That's how the manufacturer of the scent, Las Vegas-based Aroma Retail, describes it. So what do classics sitting on your grandfather's shelf smell like? Paper pulp, leather, thyme, mild floral citrus and spices, basil, saffron, violet, jasmine, rose, amber, musk, cedarwood, patchouli, and vanilla. I was actually really looking for something that smelled like wood and leather, I thought. Like Scentscaping has been a thing in hotels, resorts, and retail outlets for years. More recently, it has entered the wedding and home sphere. Fee said she tested a dozen scents before settling on bookstore for the Spiegel this tent. Is, um, this is a Allure Noir, you know, because like... Allure noir. noir? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Oh, I like that. You do. See, we might need to do mm, a Mmm, I like that. Like, but don't you think it's like, it's a little Axe body spray? Maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> we know your crowd. Fee said she knew of the scentscaping trend, but was inspired to scent the tent by an exchange she had with a festival goer in 2019. That was the last year the festival erected a traditional Spiegel tent, which it's worth noting here, originated in Belgium as traveling music halls. But I did have a patron come to me and say, wow, how did you make this smell like Belgium? But I thought, I don't know that we did that, but I'll take the credit for it. I just kind of gave some sort of non-answer, then immediately thought, does it smell like french fries and mayonnaise in here? What is going on? It might have. Over the course of a festival, the Spiegel Tent hosts nearly two dozen shows, several receptions, and more than 7,000 patrons, many of whom are close enough to the action to see the spit flying and perspiration dripping from the performers. But they won't be able to smell them this year if the Spiegel scent does its job. David Andrietta is the editor of City Magazine. And that's it for Earshot. Subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes in your feed every Friday. Find even more local news on our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.